This podcast is brought to you by Hostfully. We make property management software and digital guidebooks. To learn more and sign up for our industry newsletter, please visit Hostfully.com. Right now, it's more important than ever to not be dependent on Airbnb and get your own direct booking website. Get your own website at boostly.co.uk and use code PAD, P-A-D, to get a 5% discount. Welcome to Get Paid for Your PAD, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your PAD. Get This is Get Paid for Your Pad, episode 330, where today we're going to talk about how to get direct bookings and drive traffic to your direct booking website using all these amazing marketing techniques that Mr. Mark Simpson here is going to tell us all about. So um, again, I'm super excited. Uh, I know this is a really, really uh, good topic right now because obviously everyone's pissed off at Airbnb and everyone's starting to realize, as, uh, as Mark says, do not build your home on somebody else's ground, right? Mm-hmm. On somebody else's land is, is what you said. That's um, it. So in order to make this podcast really fun, uh, I'm going to play advocate of the devil. So I'm going to be against direct bookings and you're going to convince me that I need to get my direct booking side up uh, because I shouldn't have my house on somebody else's land. Yeah, 100%. Let's make, let's make this interesting. All right, man. So, um, so my, first, my first question is to you is, like, is, you know, direct bookings, right? Um, we have all these OTAs. There's already demand there. They're doing all the marketing for us. Like, why should we go through the trouble and the work of creating our own website and then putting all this work in to drive traffic to it? Um, you know, we can't compete with the big marketing budgets of the OTAs. Like, what is the point? And it's, uh, it's a great question. And it's one that gets said to me all the time. And I'm, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I mean, I'm in, obviously in, in your Facebook group, the Airbnb Profit Club. I've got my own Facebook group, the Hospitality Community. I'm, I'm in tons of different Facebook groups. And it's the sort of conversations that I see all the time. Why, what is the point in competing when Airbnb and Booking.com will just bring in all your bookings? And there's, and there's one key thing of this is that when Airbnb booking.com, HomeAway, Expedia, or any third party is responsible for bringing you in that booking, then you have not got that guest data. Data is the key here. Data is one of the most popular and powerful and most expensive commodities right now. And when booking.com brings you a booking, when Airbnb brings you a booking, it's on, it's on their database, it's on their terms. And I think that the last couple of weeks have shown that for those that have just heavily relied on Airbnb to bring in, say, 90% plus of, the, of their bookings have been hit the most because you can have the most strictest policies in play on Airbnb, booking.com, or on any, any of these third parties. When a global pan, pandemic comes and hits and then Airbnb just say, listen, everybody can cancel for free. It doesn't matter what the cancellation policy or even booking.com take it a step further. They go, listen, this guest is asking to cancel for free. We're going to let them cancel for free. And also as well, if we owe them money, we're going to, we're going to give them the money back off our bank account. And we're just going to take it out of your bank account, which is incredible what, what has happened. So 
when a guest books through your website or calls you up or texts and books on your terms, on your policy, then, yeah, I'm not saying that you're not going to not refund them. You're not going to not um, have, you know, be able to, to, for them to cancel their stay, but it's on your terms. You are in charge. You can pick up the phone. You can send them an email and, and say to the guest, hey, you know, I totally understand the world's upside down at the moment. It's, you know, it's, it's a crazy time. But instead of canceling this stay, let's look at changing it. And, you know, we'll add in a worry-free cancellation. We'll move it to next year. We can move it to 2021 if you really want, 2022 if you really want to. We can move it to any time. No problems about it. So you can actually have that human adult conversation instead of without even getting any word of warning. You wake up one, one day, uh, Airbnb have sent a notification on the app, not just an email, an app notification went out to everybody who's on the platform to say, listen, cancel this day. And even pre-populated the text that was going to be sent to all of the guests, which was insane. And I'm not saying, and I'm not for one minute advocating to remove all of your properties or your property from OTAs. Not at all, because you have to, have to be on that platform. You have to be on those platforms. You have to, because otherwise you are leaving money on the table if you are doing that. You can't just go not on these channels, because like you said, they spend billions billions to be seen. So instead of focusing and relying heavily on them to bring in your beckons, instead of it being all on their terms, you've got to make them work for you and not the other way around. And that's exactly what I've done since 2011, right here where I'm sat now, which is the Granary Farm Stay in, in Scarborough. You can all go and check it out. But I've also then started to teach other people how to make booking.com and Airbnb work for you instead of the other way around. And yeah, we can dig into loads of tangents. So I'm looking forward to it today. Sweet, me too, because I'm not done yet. I have lots of, uh, lots of other arguments on my uh, devil advocate uh, list. I like it. Um, <laughs> so what about safety? Because if I, if I get a booking on Airbnb, um, before I accept that booking or if it's an instant booking, I can cancel it if I feel uncomfortable with that person. Uh, I can look at their reviews. I can look at the profile. There's all this information that I have about this guest. Um, but if somebody books directly with me, like, I have no idea who this person is. So isn't that, isn't that really insecure and unsafe? And what if this person does damage to my property, right? With, uh, with Airbnb, I can, uh, I can have a security deposit. There's a host guarantee. Uh, so isn't it much safer to go through an OTA? Well, this is the cool thing is that there's a, a website and a service and a provider and I'm no by means an affiliate or an ambassador and I'm not going to get any money for this. And Chris, if you are watching, you owe me a pint, if anything, but it's a company called IPRAC, I-P-R-A-C.com. And this is being created for that thing that you're talking about right there, that security, that, that peace of mind, but it works twofold because um, and this, this guy, Chris, who, who created this company, he lives in Cannes in, in, in France, and he created this because he is a property owner. He's got property and services and all over France and everywhere. And he um, found somebody on the street crying and sobbing that were absolutely devastated. And he went up to ask him why. And he said that he had the family in 2014 had booked a property on Airbnb uh, in Cannes. And when they rocked up, it was a fake profile, one of those fake scammy accounts that you see from time to time. And he, was, he basically was able to find him a property last minute, one of his ones that he manages. And he had this idea on the back of that. 
So A, it covers the guest, and B, it covers you, the host, for, for all of those reasons that, that you st stipulated. And again, I think this is really, really crucial, is that just because you get a guest that has booked with you via booking.com or a guest that has booked with you via Airbnb doesn't mean that they're not a dick. You know, they could easily build up a real nice-looking profile. <laughs> and at the end of the day, we, we've all been there. I've been on a, on a trip where... Uh, friends of mine have drank too much and have broken something or, you know, that I have seen again, witnessed here at the, at the, the property, the amount of sick that I've had to clean up, <laughs> the amount of <laughs> wet beds and wet mattresses that we've had to clean up. And it doesn't matter whether they book direct, whether they book via a third party, dicks will be dicks wherever they are in, in the world. But the, the, the thing that you spoke about is that this, the extra security is as a host through Airbnb, but there's loads of cool software and platforms out there that can help combat that. And the cool thing about iPrac, and again, I'm no way means affiliated, but they're doing 12 months free right now. So you can go on, sign up to the platform. I think after that, it's only like a couple hundred quid a year, but it just gives you that, that, that peace of mind. But he's doing something to help the coronavirus. So it's i-prac.com. And Chris, if you ever do watch this, you owe me a pint. I'd say two pints. I think two right At now. Least. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. maybe some uh, maybe some English English pub grub as well. Some uh, <laughs> shepherd's pie or some pork whatever you guys eat down there. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Some of that healthy British food. Yeah. Um, right. All right, man. Uh, I've got a few more questions, and then uh, and then we'll that, let's dive into some actual uh, advice in terms of marketing, right? Um, so how about how about uh, if I if I get uh, direct bookings isn't that going to hurt my traction on on the OTA? So for example, like when I started on Airbnb, I was able to get so many bookings for Airbnb because my listing was constantly showing up on the first page because I was only listing on Airbnb. So they were always pushing me to the to the front because they knew that uh, that my place would get booked. Um, but then if I'm going to be on Airbnb and we're going to be I have my own website and I have some other websites. Like, isn't, isn't that going to, isn't it better to be a big fish in, in, in a small pond than to be a small fish in, you know, in multiple ponds? Um, so number one, to break down that question is another very good question. If you're getting more bookings from say your own channel, uh, your own website, your own email list, your own social media. Fantastic. I know a, a host in Liverpool and he's got multiple properties that he co-hosts and manages. And he hasn't got a website. He isn't on any of the OTAs. He gets all of his bookings through Instagram, which is insane. But then if you go and check him out, it's uh, at hotel-man, hotel-man on Instagram. You will see why, because he works with influencers. So again, mm -hmm. he doesn't need uh, that, that sort of channel. But again, if, if I've got 70% of my bookings come in direct and then I use up the other 30% with, with OTAs and Airbnb and whatnot. Now, again, here, the granary, where I am right now, right now, with, we, we are multi-channel. So we've got a PMS, property management software, free to book. Again, not an affiliated, but guys, you're listening, you owe me a drink. Channel manager uh, and free and PMS, they all work together. So free to book is absolutely free to use. You only get charged when you've got to connect them up. So we connect up to Airbnb, we connect up to booking.com. And Airbnb, I would reckon out of every 10 bookings, it's probably 0.8 of our bookings that come in from, from Airbnb. 
but we, we would get a lot of bookings coming from booking.com, for example. We'd get a lot of bookings coming from, from Expedia, but the majority of our bookings were always direct bookings because of the tactics and the tips that we put in place. Now, again, if you're heavily going to rely on one platform to be that, that um, a big fish in a small pond, so to speak, on Airbnb, then again, you are, you are heavily <laughs> putting your land on your house on somebody else's land they can pull the rug from out of you at any point so say for example again you were you were heavily reliant on, on airbnb to do this and you're doing this because you get a better a better traction a better ranking what happened if they then turn around and go you know what this three percent commission that we charge you and we're charging uh, the guests that little 10 11 percent or whatever what if we just scrap all of that and we just charge you 20 percent commission and all of a sudden you're going to go not oh, shit. <laughs> I'm massively losing out profit here because of because of that. Or what if they just they did they do what they did and say to all your guests, listen, you can you can cancel. So you could put in so much work trying to become that that big player, that super host, the super 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 host, be invisible everywhere. But at the end of the day, if you rely solely on one practice, it, and it is, and again, it's. It, this comes to the, to the wider conversation. We were chatting to, to, to Eric, you know, your, um, co-founder of, of, of here, is that you've got a multiple streams of income. Stocks, you rely on your business, you know, maybe property investment, what you're doing, maybe selling stuff on flipping on eBay. If you've got multiple streams coming in, then if one gets cut off, then you're okay because you've got four others. And it's the same with marketing. It's the same with anything. I don't just rely on one stream of income or one marketing channel to promote Boostly. You know, I'm doing podcasts. I have my Facebook page. I've got my Instagram. I've got my emails. I've got my blogs. I've got my YouTube channel. So, and again, I do really well on YouTube. I get so many people come to my world for, from YouTube videos, but all of a sudden, if YouTube was to close my channel down, I'm okay. because I've got email. I've got my Facebook. I've got my Instagram, you know, and, and there's all the other things that I've got going on, on, on as well. So it's the same with, with, with you watching right now, Mr. Viewer, Mrs. Viewer. If you are heavily reliant on Airbnb, then please don't. Please look at the other channels. Please look at other things that are going on and please look to direct because you can be a big fish in a small pond. But at the end of the day, if there's no pond there, you, you, you might as well be fish and chips. <laughs> Man, you've already earned a lot of pints by now. <laughs> and by the way, we'll, uh, we'll link up all these, uh, all, these, all these things that you're mentioning. We'll link them up on the show note page that you can find at getpaidforyourpad.com as you can find the show note pages of all 330 episodes. So, um, all right, man. Well, you win. You've convinced me. I don't know what else to argue here. Um, and I was, I was even gonna, I was even thinking, well, it's not just, uh, Airbnb can also just shut you down, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's happened in the past to, uh, to quite a few people as well. Uh, if you breach their TOS terms of service and it's, the, the, the bad thing about that as well is like they never tell you what you did wrong. They just close it and they're like, you violated the TUS, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right, cool. I, I saw you talking about that. I, I saw and I heard you talking about that. And, you, and you're so true because, again, if, if those hosts that don't have instant book turned on and they get a lot of inquiries, as soon as somebody comes through and says, hey, I want to book for a month, the first thing you're thinking is, how do I get their mobile number? How do I get their mobile number? And if you just say one thing wrong in a message and they read all your messages, the bots will read it and they'll just go, and then they'll just deactivate your listing and then you're screwed. So yeah, I mean, um, it's please, please don't. I know we're in, you know, we're in the Airbnb profit club, Facebook group, Airbnb is a big part of it, <laughs> but please don't, you know, if, any, if this has taught you anything, this pandemic has taught you anything is please get more savvy. Please just, 
take this advice that we're going to give you, but I'm going to share with you on direct bookings. And again, my, my whole thing, the reason why it's been so popular for the last four years is because number one, I share actionable advice. Number two, it's practical. Number three, anybody can do it. But number four, it doesn't cost a penny. So again, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Yorkshireman. I'm a firm believer of not spending money. So I'm going to show you everything you need to have to spend money to do it. Hi, everybody. It's Margot Schmorak. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Hostfully. We are so happy to be sponsoring this podcast with Jasper in hopes that it helps you during this challenging time. Hostfully helps 17,000 property managers around the world with property management software and digital guidebooks. And even in the midst of these hard times, we're seeing our customers get creative. I thought you might like to hear a few stories from them. One of our customers who's based outside of New York City is changing their rental model and shifting to long-term stays. And despite many cancellations, she was able to get a two-month booking in one of her rentals. Another customer took advantage of this time to do some poignant email marketing, emphasizing that they thoroughly cleaned the rental after every guest, and also implementing a 48-hour waiting period to protect future guests from any potential harm. To hear more stories like these and prepare yourself for this very low, but hopefully very short season, please go to hostfully.com and sign up for our newsletter. We're excited to hear from you. Be well. All right, man. Well, if you come to Barcelona, I'll buy you a pint. There you go. How's that? How about, how about like, that? Sounds like a good idea. Well, I'm and only actually, three hours down the road from you, so in Javier. I know. It's well, crazy. Right uh, when I met uh, Mark at, uh, at Host 2019, the conference in London where we both did a presentation, um, you know, the last place I would have guessed that you live was, was Spain. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, man, this guy sounds so English. He must live in a tiny little village somewhere in the Northeast, uh, which was almost, almost, I was almost right. You were, you were, uh, you were right. With, you were right where I'm from, but just like yourself, you know, um, you wanted to build a business where you could just travel wherever. And me and my wife, uh, we've got three children. We, we wanted to, we wanted exactly the same thing. We want, we wanted a business and a lifestyle where we could travel as long as we've got a Wi-Fi and a laptop and a microphone. And, you know, I'm very fortunate that we've been able to do that. And, uh, September of last year, we, we, jumped in our car our old Renault uh, we, we we packed it all up and we jumped on the ferry at Newcastle got into Amsterdam and then just started driving south and we ended up at Javier um tiny little town little little Britain almost loads of Brits loads of Dutch it's fantastic I absolutely love it uh, an hour north of Alicante three and a half four hours south of Barcelona right on the coast and it's amazing and I am gutted that we are not there Right now we are a little stuck in England at the present moment in time. I'm so fortunate that all me and my family are here and we're back at our, our family, family home, but looking to the day when all of this is over and we can get back because we, yeah, we do miss it. Yeah, man. Well, uh, it's, uh, it's a cool place to be Spain. I, I love this country. Um, I'm very happy to be here in Barcelona right now. And uh, yeah, you got to come visit me at some point and I will come visit you in your little hideout there in the, where all the Brits are. Um, on the side, just one little side note. I once uh, lived in England about uh, 18 years ago and uh, me and my girlfriend back then, we went on a trip to Mallorca and we went to a place called Megaloof. So mm -hmm. I was, I thought I was going to Spain, <laughs> but <laughs> Oh my God, I had no idea what I was getting into. I found myself in the middle of East Ender Eastenders and neighbors, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, oh, but anyway, there's TV shows made of that place. So uh, yeah, you were <laughs> you were you were right in it. I am so thankful that I have never done one of those holiday trips away. 
It was entertaining, I have to say. Uh, but let's get let's get back uh, on the, on topic here. So, um, all right, cool. We we need a direct booking website. We need to be diversified. But the issue that people are having is they they put up a website, and then the only bookings that they will ever get are from people that have already stayed with them, and they reach out and say, "Hey, I want to come back. Can you send me your Airbnb listing?" And then you're like. Well, let me send you my 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 direct booking website, and I'll give you ten percent off, right? Or there's people that go on Airbnb, and then somehow they figure out you have a, a your own website, and then they book through the website. But most people that I speak to, most hosts, they have a direct booking website, but they're getting you know maybe five percent uh, of their bookings uh, direct. So. So that's, that's the whole thing, right? How do you, because there's two ways of marketing, I guess, right? You market to your past guests, right? If you have their email, if you have their number, you can, you can message them and say like, hey, why don't you, if you want to come back, here's my direct booking website. But what you really want to do is what your, what your mate, um, whose uh, Instagram I forgot, but uh, your mate gets all his bookings through Instagram, Instagram. Mm-hmm. right? That's, that's, what, that's what I think really the, the million dollar question is, how do you use Instagram, Facebook, uh, all that stuff? How do you use that to drive traffic? Because what most people do is they create an Instagram account because they know, oh, I need to be on Instagram. They create a yeah. Facebook page because they've heard I need to create a Facebook page. And then they don't know what to do and then nothing happens and they're not getting any direct bookings. Yeah. All right. So let me, let me share with you loads of tips. And again, everybody that is maybe watching this live with us or when you're catching the replay, if you've got the audio, whether you're driving the car or whatever, what I want you to do is take a pen and paper out and make notes. And again, if you miss anything, because I do have a tendency to talk very fast in an English accent, show notes will be there. But first things first, what you need to do, you need to dial it right back and you need to figure out who you are marketing to. So this is what they call in the marketing world as customer avatar. And customer avatar is just a fancy way of saying, who is your ideal guest? So think about the property that you have right now. Don't think of all of them because you may, you know, you may have many properties in many areas of the, of the world and, or you may have just many different properties in one location. But think of that one property. and We're going to do it per property. Okay, so where we are right now, this is the granary farm stay business okay it's in the middle of the countryside we know exactly who we want to get walking through that door it's very family friendly you know it's uh, people who like the countryside people want to get away from the city so we know exactly who we're talking to when we're going to be be marketing and and uh, something that i learned very on very early on so in 2009 after i got back from my little traveling stint i got out of my my, my my bones, so to speak, got out of my system, moved down to London, started working for uh, Yelp, the big review website. And I was doing sales and I was doing marketing for them. And I quickly learned down there that you and don't try and appeal to everybody. If you're trying to appeal to everybody, you appeal to nobody. So what you've got to do, try and do is you've got to find your niche, find who you're going to appeal to. And that makes your life a whole lot easier. And there's a ton of free training out there. If you're going to try and find my, find my customer avatar, there's loads of like free training. You just Google it, uh, you know, find my customer avatar and you go for a little process. And by the time you've done that, you will know everything. And it's very, you know, you've got to get very specific and you may be a bit uncomfortable doing the, doing the topic, but it, it is so key to do because once you've done that, life becomes easier. So you'll know exactly what to write in your Facebook post. You'll know exactly what to talk about with your Instagram. You'll know exactly what to put on your blog. You'll know exactly what to write about in, in your emails. So that's the first tip that I see so many people 
not doing is they're trying to appeal to everybody to really super focus down. So there may be people that are watching this or listening to this and they may cater for the business world. Okay. So where do the business people, where do they spend the majority of their time? It's not TikTok. It's LinkedIn. So you may yes. want to be focusing on LinkedIn. And again, the business world is very ancestral. Everybody literally knows everybody. So you go and look at your previous bookings for the past six to 12 months. Go through and filter everybody because, again, you will know if you're doing your, your, your work right and you're doing your, your check-in right, little check-in reports that you do and you get all the guest data, you'll know who's business and who's leisure. So if you've got a business guest, say he's come and stayed at one of your properties, all it is, like you were saying, little WhatsApp message, maybe an email, Hey, Jasper, you know, you came to, to, to Scarborough for that event. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, and I know that it's a, an, an annual event. Are you planning on coming back this year? Yep. Oh, fantastic. So, you know, why were you here? Were you speaking at the event? Were you, were you exhibit? Oh, you were speaking. So do you know who at the company I need to speak to, to get my name out there to provide accommodation in the areas or anybody else? Cause I've got, I've got 10 properties in Scarborough. And again, that's the sort of thing that you can do. Go back on your previous guests, know who you're talking to, find out when that event is and find the contact. And again, this is, goes on to another thing. And I'm going to go on so many tangents and I apologize, but I don't apologize because I want everybody to keep up. So when you are, when you are doing this and when you are marketing, I think business owners in general, not just hospitality, but all business owners. And I sometimes fall foul of this. We always focus on the new money, the new guest, the new customer, the new, the new member. When in fact, if you were just to spend a minute focusing on your past guests, then that is where so much revenue and so much profit gets left on the table. Because what I've just done with that example, I've contacted Jasper, stayed with me before. I know he's had a great time. He left me a great review. He was a fantastic guest, paid on time, all of that. All I've done is I've picked up the phone and because he knows who I am, whether it's a WhatsApp, an email, or even a phone call if I'm feeling brave, he knows me. He knows the property. He is my influencer. You know, we're talking about the hotel man on Instagram. He relies heavily on influencers. When we say influencer marketing, people assume that's to people with a million followers or 100,000 followers, or it's like this Instagram model. But it doesn't have to be. Every single guest that is staying with you is an influencer in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's, you know, that they may have this hidden Instagram account that's got a million followers that you never knew about, or they may have a really good social following that's so engaged that, again, knows what you're all about. So again, the power of do you know anyone is so powerful and nobody uses it. So Jasper, you, you came to the area and you're coming back again this year. Do you know anybody else who's looking for accommodation? And you go, you know what? My buddy's looking for accommodation. He was scrapping around looking on this, this little website called Airbnb, but he couldn't find anything decent. Do you, do you have somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If he books on your recommendation, I'll give you 20, 20 euros in Amazon vouchers. How does that sound? Deal. Done. You've got the booking you've got the guest, you've got the new booking, there's no commission to pay to anybody. And that little 20 euros that you've given to him as an incentive, that combats having to pay commission to booking.com, Airbnb. And if he keeps coming back year after year after year, then that 20 euros is one of the best investments that, that, that you could ever do. But then if, if I speak to 90% of the people, if I was to have a phone call and 90% of the people who listen to this podcast, I guarantee them that none of them zero are doing that because they don't know how or they not feel confident. But I think if this pandemic has taught anybody anything, it's you can't just rely on 
old, outdated marketing tactics. You can't just rely on somebody to be bringing in your money and your bookings right now. You're going to have to be doing things. You're going to have to pivot and try new things. And again, what I just showed you, none of that costs you any money. Even buying that 20 euro Amazon voucher, if you compare that to paying commission, I'm actually saving you money right there. So those are some super key and super simple things that you can be doing right now. And I, and, I, and I assure you, it'll take you less than a couple of hours of your life to do it. Instead of watching Tiger King on Netflix, give that a go and see what happens. You see that guy behind me? I see him. That's what made <laughs> me think of it. <laughs> talking about Tiger King, I watched it uh, a month ago when I was in San Diego and I thought I was the only idiot who was watching it. And then suddenly... <laughs> Two weeks after I was done with the series, it exploded and everyone's talking about it. And I was yeah, like, it's insane. I was so happy to hear that I wasn't the only, uh, the only crazy person who likes that world. stuff. I love that. I love that sort of <laughs> trashy sort of stuff. Amazing. Um, all right. Let's go back to those Amazon vouchers because I am currently buying a lot of stuff on Amazon. Um, so I want to get some of those vouchers. So if you're listening to this podcast, once the pandemic is over, not now, you're supposed to travel right now, but once it's over, go stay with uh, Mr. Mark Simpson here. Tell him that you heard about him on this podcast so I can uh, rack up some of those Amazon vouchers. There but wait, go. those Amazon vouchers, don't they cost you money? You said this, was for, this, was, this, this wasn't going to cost any money. Did you have well, to buy those? Do you remember that? So, for example, if you outweigh a 20-euro Amazon voucher compared to having to pay commission for something, for a, a booking from Airbnb or booking.com, it outweighs it. So actually I'm saving you money. So you should be giving me money. All right. Extra. <laughs> I'll give you a pint. There you go. A Just pint, a pint. Of chips and pork scratchings. <laughs> I think you get into the, to, to what my weaknesses is here. I tell you what my one weakness is, Terry's chocolate orange. If anybody's in the UK listening to this, Terry's chocolate orange. There you go. All right. Never heard of it. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's dive into some, some other strategies. I like what you're saying. Basically, what, what I'm hearing is you got to be creative. You got to hustle. You got to think outside of the box. You got to get out of your comfort zone. And you need to start, you just need to start hustling, essentially, right? But now mm -hmm. we're, you're, you're talking about past guests. But how about, how do you get new guests coming into your, to your direct booking website? How do you use that Instagram, that Facebook, that LinkedIn? Uh, very good point you made. Definitely figure out your avatar and think about where where is my avatar. And I'm going to throw in one thing that I've learned over the years uh, is it's better to choose one platform uh, and, and really have a system and a process to consistently pump out content and engage with your audience on that platform than to try and be on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on YouTube. Uh, because if you try and do that starting out, you're going you're not going to have enough time to to be everywhere. So it, what ends up happening is like nothing happens. 100%. You focus on one channel, get really good at it, and then pretty much automatize it. Or you know, if, you, if you're fortunate to get really good, bring in a load of revenue, build up your team, and you can have a team member work on it, and then go on go on to something else. Hundred percent. Get really good at one. Don't try and do everything at once because you'll just get overwhelmed and, and you won't. But to to answer your question. And these surveys and these stats are, are coming out more and more at the moment, present moment in time. And I can see this in user behavior. The guests themselves are getting more savvy, where in the past they would just do a search on one platform 
um, whether it be booking or Airbnb or whatever, because they spend the big bucks. We, we can't we can't forget this. We can't be you know we, we can't be naive to this. They spend Booking.com and Expedia Group. They spend some of the top ten in the world in all industries on ad spend. They spend billions, and that's not just in hospitality world. That's everything. So they spend a lot of money to make sure that you go to their website but what is happening is that guests are getting savvy so they may find a property my property on booking.com they grab the name the granary they'll run up a google search just to make sure to see if they can get a better rate anywhere else you know meta search with, with the invention of trivago and you know google now getting involved in this world and TripAdvisor becoming like this sort of this weird ota slash thing that people are realizing that different prices are in different sites and the first thing that I'm going to give you, again, and another big tip that's so simple to do is when you have a Google page, so Google business listing, absolutely free to set up. Somebody runs a search on your business name. Guess what booking.com are doing on your brand name? It's in the T's and C's is that they will be able to advertise on your brand name on Google because they're not stupid. They know that people are doing this. So when somebody comes onto the booking.com platform and they run a search on your business name and they, uh, the first one that comes up, and again, Google now is so clever in the way that they present searches. It's not obvious what's an ad and what's not an ad. You know, six years ago, the ad was a big grayed out uh, thing that specifically said sponsor placement. Now it just looks like, oh, it's a, a, a little cool uh, it looks like an organic, but isn't organic, but I don't really know. But the guest doesn't realize that. They just click on the first thing that they see. So again, booking.com are pulling them back into the rabbit hole, pulling them back into the mousetrap. So what you need to do, everybody needs to do, is do bid on brand. It's so simple to do. It's Google ads. And again, this tactic is so cheap because again, remember what I'm showing you is super cheap. You set up a bid on brand on Google ads. I, I tell you what, I've, I've even created a YouTube video. If you type in boostly.co.uk forward slash bid on brand, B-I-D-O-N-B-R-A-N-D. I've done a step-by-step -step guide over the shoulder showing you how to set this up. And it is so simple, but so effective because what happens is when somebody Googles your name, your business name, your website comes up right at the very top above booking.com above Airbnb above Expedia and it's a direct link to your website so this is what I'm saying about making the OTAs work for you and not the other way around is that tap into how savvy guests are now don't just assume that just because they've gone onto Airbnb they're not going to be able to find you and again even with Airbnb because I know that your listing your title that you put out there you can't put your your business name so to speak or you know there's no way really to, to put it in it's going to be effective for the algorithm well guess what Guess how many people are checking out your, your profile? So your Airbnb profile. And what do you put as your profile on there? Are you saying, hey, I'm, I'm Mark and I'm from Scarborough and I've got three kids and I like to travel, I like football. But no, that's, that's an opportunity to direct people to your website. So it's, hi, my name is Mark Simpson. I'm the manager of the Granary Farm State in Scarborough. You can't put your URL because again, Airbnb aren't stupid, they'll hide it. But if you, if you say some very clever little terminology, so for the best directs, for the best rates, always make sure you hashtag book direct or whatever you want to put in there that can get people to run that Google search because people will run that Google search, then they're more likely to come back to you. But again, you've got to start treating Google like your homepage. So, so many people don't do this. So many people just dismiss it. But what I want everybody to do, and don't do this if you're driving, only do this if you're able to, run a Google search right now in 
private mode. So that's the incognito if you're using Google Chrome or it's private mode if you're using Safari. You know, um, I, was, I was at a conference one and, and, and I said this at a conference and the guy heckled me and called it something which is basically saying it's the, this is the one that where your wife doesn't want to see what you're watching mode on Google, which is very true. So again, it's the private mode. Run a search for your business name in this location where you're at and this will be how your results are appearing. Now, the reason why you do that and not in normal search is because there's this thing called cookies. Whenever you're Googling and running around, Google say what they're doing. So by doing it in incognito mode or in private mode, it's like I'm doing it for the first time, which is how your guests are doing it. And what you will see is exactly who is bidding on your brand, exactly where you're coming up on the Google business list and how it looks and everything like that. And again, this is for somebody Googles the granary Scarborough, for example, or your business and where it's at. So again, you do that and you can just make sure that you are on, on top of it. Make sure people are coming back to your website, going onto your Google business list and coming onto your own booking engine page. And again, that, that video boostly.co.uk forward slash bid on brand will show you how to do it. And that's just one little part. But again, once you set it up once, you can pretty much set it and forget it. And it'll take an hour to do max. But again, that could be the difference between uh, a booking via an OTA and a booking via your website. Brilliant, man. Brilliant. I love it. You're a bit of a genius. I feel like I'm talking to uh, Einstein here. Well, you know what? I, I, I have tried and tested and I love testing. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a massive Tim Ferriss fanboy and I got into Tim Ferriss in 2016 because he just likes to experiment and test and test and test and he, and he shows results on what works and he doesn't really share what doesn't. See, I, when I started doing this, Boostly, um, it was 2016, and I created a Facebook group called the Hospitality Community Facebook group, and it was just for Scarborough and Whitby, but the, the, my local places where I am right now, because I wanted to have an online portal to give them help and, and advice, and it was a little Facebook group, totally free, and then because it worked and because people were really resonating with this, people from all over the UK started to join. And then before I knew it, we had people from Holland and Germany and Spain, and then people from Australia and America all came into this Facebook group and they were all starting to ask the advice. And so I just thought, you know what, there's a massive appetite for this. And, you know, I've got experience. I've been doing this for a long time. I, I, I love it. I love experimenting. I test on all these things and I share what works and what doesn't work. And then that's where Boostly came from. And that's where the Boostly Academy came from. And that's where all my, my private training groups come from. And that's where the website design business came from. I just like to experiment and test. And, and I just, what, when it works, I shout from the rooftops and I shout it loud so people will listen. And if they don't listen the first time, I'll just keep repeating it day in, day out. Man, we could have a, we could keep going for a few hours here, um, but we are going to have to wrap up. Uh, fortunately, I'm going to see you tomorrow in the Short-Term Rental Profit Academy, uh, our inner circle. We're doing this, uh, this month, the next uh, four weeks in May as well. We're doing all around direct bookings because that's what people want right now. That's uh, that's the feedback that we have gotten. So we're going to pull all these amazing experts like Mr. Mark Simpson, for example, into the group. And uh, we're also going to, uh, we're going to grab all that content together and uh, put it in a, in a course as well. So well, if more information on back, that later. I was going to say, but if you want me to come back, if everybody wants me to come back, I'm more than happy to just let me know and we, we can get another one of these going. But, um, but yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. For sure, man. I'll uh, send you WhatsApp 
and uh, you can jump right in there. <laughs> That's it. Awesome, man. Well, this was uh, this was great. This was great. Um, I feel like we have a lot more to talk about, and uh, I probably will get you back on the podcast, and and I'm going to do your podcast in a, in a couple yeah, of days as yeah, well. So coming on, we we had Eric on Friday. If you're Wednesday. And yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. So if you're in the uh, the inner circle, there's going to be this and a ton, ton much more. So um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot to talk about with this. And I, I really hope that yeah. people not only listen or watch, but you implement. So go and do it today. Go and do it tomorrow, wherever you are. Don't just say, I'll save that for next week. Because if you save it, you won't do it. I want everybody to do it. And then tell me how you get on, because that's the most important thing. I want to see results. Take action. Get out of your comfort zone, start hustling, and get results. Love it, man. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Uh, this was really fun and uh, definitely learned uh, a bunch of things. So thank you for uh, all that you're doing to help the short-term rental industry. Um, and uh, yeah, excited to, to be a guest on your show. Excited to have you in our community. And I'm um, super excited to see all the, all the material that you have uh, for us. So thanks again, uh, Mark Simpson, the host of the Boostly podcast and uh, a, a lot of other things. Uh, let, let people know where they can, uh, they can find you. Before yeah, we 100%. Call it so uh, if you want to start on a, on a free guide, a little free blueprint, five steps that you can do, Bid on Brand is one of them, and I've got four of us. Just go to Boostly, so B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash five steps. Put your email in. I'll send you the guide, and you can get started on that. But um, yeah, come and say hi on Instagram. That's my social media that I absolutely love and adore. I mess around on their loads. It's at Boostly UK on on Instagram. Come and say, come and say hi, and that you found us on 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 the podcast. Sweet. Well, thanks, Mark, for joining us, and thanks to the listeners for listening or watching. If you've been watching in the in the Profit Club, we had about a 30, uh, 30 or so people uh, people watching us live. So that's a, that's always really really fun. Uh, and uh, like I said, this this month and next month, it's all going to be about direct bookings in our uh, in the Short Term Rental Profit Academy Inner Circle. Uh, we we record all the trainings. We do a training every single Tuesday, and tomorrow Mark will be our expert. Uh, but we record all those trainings. So if you join our Inner Circle, it's ninety seven dollars a month. If you join, you get to see all the past recordings of the trainings that we've done. Plus you can also, of course, uh, be part of all the future trainings. We do a training every single week. So with that, thank you for listening. And until Thursday, when we have the next episode, bye-bye. Right now, it's more important than ever to not be dependent on Airbnb and get your own direct booking website. Get your own website at boostly.co.uk and use code PAD. P-A-D to get a 5% discount. Yeah.